for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Six-pack Lapidat, and this is the... Oh, I can't believe we're fucking doing this. Sheffield Preview Show. Um, we got Eric Helms, Rory the Lynchpin Lynch, and Tori Laperrier, the rock star, is back. And listen, I met Pete Spence. Like, I talk to him, like, weekly now. I met him when I joined Sheffield originally. I've known him for about four years. Put that in perspective, how long Sheffield's been in the making. We've been talking about it, working in the background on things and whatever. And that's why when I tell you, it was 2019, <laughs> I started talking to Pete. And that's why when I tell you, holy shit, we're actually doing the preview show now. I can't believe we're here. So for some people, they've been hearing about Sheffield the entire time they've been in the sport. And you'd be like, well, you just started within the last year. No, I've been powerlifting four years. <laughs> right? the, I remember them announcing at 2019 Worlds, uh, them making the speech at the banquet. Um, for some people, it's all they've ever known is Sheffield looming, looming, looming. And now it's here. So we're going to do the men's division and then the women's division. We're going to go starting from the bottom weight class, work our way up. And we'll talk about each lifter, give their personal best, the record that they're closest to, because keep in mind, you get money per record that you break, um, as well as overall your placing in terms of the total record in that particular weight class you'll be lifting in. We'll give our thoughts on whether or not some people might stay in their weight class, move up a weight class or, or what have you. And then uh, we'll do that both for the men's and then after that, the women's. All right, fellas and lady, let's start it off in the 66 kilo class. Now, this young man came through as a regional wild card. Kyoto Yoshiyama from Japan and these regional wild cards could have been touch and go. Most people came through as um, being a world champion within 95% of the world record. Then you had other people came through as wild cards like Carlina, who were not at Worlds, but broke the world record. Makes total sense. You can't have Jess and Agatha battling to break a world record and the ladies who owns the world record isn't there. It feels weird. It's like why people viewing you be like, well, why isn't she here? to battle this out as well. So people earn their wild cards. Then you have regional wild cards given for representation around the world. And some people had mixed thoughts about that. And Kyoto is one of those people who got a regional wild card. So some people might think, well, you get lucky by being in the particular region. And that's what makes this interesting. Because Kyoto just had the Japanese nationals today and unofficially broke the world record in six six kilo class weighing in as a 66 kilo lifter. He posted up the world record is 710.5 by Sinumong Kasimansand. I might've butchered that last name. I apologize from Singapore. And Kyoto posted up a 712.5 kilo total, which is bonkers. There's the good news. 
Kyoto, whom some people would have been like, did he sneak in through because he's in the proper region? No, he's world-class. He's more than world-class. He's, he might be historically the strongest lifter we've ever seen in a six, six kilo class. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's big. By the time he rolls into Sheffield, SPD is like, okay, we got to, we got to win there. On the flip side, he just competed a week out. I looked at his lifts. Um, the 300 kilo deadlift I saw wasn't full send, which is scary. 300 kilos and he's a 66. Um, so let's break this down a little bit. His squat, he's got a 240 kilo squat. Jonathan Garcia from the U.S. has the world record with 271. I think we're all going to agree that's way out of reach. He's got a bench of 172.5. Eddie Berglund, before the bench rule, took that record for a ride, 213.5. That's going to be out of reach. The deadlift um, by Sinemong from Singapore, 300 kilos even. And Kyoto hit a nice, smooth 300 kilos at the Japanese Nationals. That record is for sure within reach as well as the total record, like I just said. What do you guys think? Eric, a week away from Sheffield and he does this? It's tough. Um, so for anyone who was complaining about like Canadian nationals or U.S. nationals being too close, mm. um, you're not allowed to say anything anymore because that that's rough. You know, two weeks out, right? Um, no, one week out. One right? week out. Yeah. Oh, I can't even. I, I'm going. You're gonna be I late. You're gonna show up at Sheffield a week late. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's, it's it's an interesting thing because it's almost close enough to where it's a different kettle of fish than when it's a month out or five weeks out or six weeks out. Because like, what is the standard thing lifters do one week out ish from their big meets? They hit their openers, and do we really think that hitting you know, hard seconds it would make that much of a difference. I think it's possible, especially as a lighter weight class lifter. And I, I didn't see his lifts. So, uh, you know, I woke up this morning to, to finding out he could be hit today. Um, I think there's a possibility that he just tapered a little extra hard. I um, mean, he's got a long way to travel from Japan. Um, and he does something pretty surprising, you know, like I think if, if he plays his cards right, the move is just to go six for six on the subtotal and build what he can be conservative, but still not leave many kilos on the table and then try to chip that deadlift world record and see where that puts him. Because based upon his prior best total that I was recorded, which was like 685, he was right around 10th, right? So if everyone got their best like projected. So in my mind... The play is maybe try to break the world record, but you don't get any additional money for trying to break the total world record. It's just placings. So in my mind, he's he's at 10th. That's like the very bottom payout. So just simply improving upon his projected placing and just getting as many lifts as he can and maybe taking a shot at that world record on the deadlift, that's the smart play. Because even if he goes, say, 690, 695, just 700, now he's moving up thousands of pounds by moving into like ninth or eighth potentially. So uh, that, that's the position I would take. I think that is the smart money play. Um, 
but I'm really not sure if he's going to be able to repeat his performance from nationals again after travel, but it's in that weird time zone where it's not three weeks away. It's a, it's a week away. So taper harder, take your ibuprofen, <laughs> get after it, you know, hours of sleep. It's a, yeah, it's a, okay. So we, we got into, and this should, I should probably belt off right now. Um, the payouts, because you were getting into the payouts just before we, just so everyone knows what's at stake here. So in terms of if you break a world record, um, you get 5K, this is British pounds. In the conversion to US British pounds, we know roughly what that is. Google does. Okay. Mm-hmm. While you look that up, I'll tell the the other payouts. So first place overall, this is going to be based on your total is 25,000 pounds. So to Eric's point, 5,000 pounds for a record is definitely worth it. And further to Eric's point, um, if you're looking at a 10th place finish, it's 1,000 pounds. You go up from 10th to 9th place, you get another 250 pounds. So furthering Eric's point in terms of you wouldn't overly sacrifice for 250 pounds, 5,000 thousand pounds that's that's an incredible trade-off when you're going for money like that um and then when you leave sheffield the difference between i came in 10th or i came in ninth i mean it's a difference i get it but you start weighing these things in your mind's eye and plus it's a record it's a world record you know unless of course it means something significant to him that total world record he thinks he can have it um does anyone have that conversion for the pounds to u.s a little over $6,000 is what it would be a little over 6,000 us. I mean, that's for every individual record that you get in 25 K. What would that be? Whew. More. K Sorry. 30 K us uh, about 30 K USD. Yep. That's, that's we're getting good. So I'll, I'll tell you the overall First place, 25,000 uh, pounds, roughly around 30K US. Second place drops to 12 and a half K. Um, so we're getting what close to 15K US or something like that. That's a sizable second <laughs> place finish. Third place from that, seven and a half thousand pounds. Again, you're getting probably just shy of 10K. This is some ridiculous payouts, and that's third place. Fourth place is 6,000 pounds. I mean, what's great is how much money you get for a fourth place finish. You're off the podium, so to speak, and you're still making uh, 6,000 pounds. So we're looking at 700 and uh, change, uh, 7,000 and change in U.S. Fifth place, 4,000 pounds. Sixth place, 2,000 pounds. Probably uh, looking at, I don't know, the conversion rate, but a little shy of 3K U.S., and then from seventh, 7,000 or once 1,750 pounds, eighth place, 1,500 pounds. And as I said, ninth place, 1,250 and then 10th, 1,000. So there's a lot of money getting dropped, obviously with records all over the place. And every single one of these individuals here is capable of breaking records. All right. So I think he takes conservative third deadlift, uh, conservative third squat, excuse me, since he's, he's not breaking Jonathan Garcia's records, right? Um, he gets as much out of it as he can out of the bench. Um, and he tries to chip the world record on his third pole. Um, and that'll probably land him in a 700 ish spot. And I think that'll probably be good for eighth or ninth. That's my official prediction. Rory, what do you think? 
I think that's probably a fairly good prediction. I think based on where it is that he's likely to fall in the overall rankings and just like the magnitude of the payout for breaking a discipline record, taking any deadlift other than 300.5 on either his second or his third is like hubris, right? Like either it needs to be significantly less than that, such that 300.5 was never an option for that deadlift, or it needs to be exactly that number and anything else is just like not not meaningful. Um, and unless he blows it out of the water and makes us all look like fools for for not seeing what he's capable of, which is which is possible. Um, but like unless he's in the sort of sixth, fifth, fourth position and he's trying to like shuffle around at that point, it's just it's just not worth it at that point anymore, right? Um, so I did all of my research last night, and apparently it's already out of date because I'm waking up to him having competed today. Um, but one of the notes that I had was actually that his training doesn't look to comp standard. Um, so like I had a look at his, he had a 242.5 for two in training a little while ago and he hit a 275. And I thought that he didn't lock out either of those. Um, so I haven't, haven't actually seen his lifts from Japanese nationals today, uh, but, but I would be really curious to see what they looked like as far as comp standard, because I can guarantee that they are not going to be relaxed about it at Sheffield. They looked okay. I seen his videos and they actually they looked, looked okay. Was, yeah, yeah. So, so okay? yeah, the lifts in the Japanese nationals look good. Okay. W- what are you thinking, Tori? Yeah, I, well, I noticed the same thing when I was looking through his Instagram. Like his bench was pretty much all touch and go and looked kind of high. So on his best bench, which was 180, but he did hit 172 and a half in uh, nationals today. So if you said like it must have been the standard then and like how fast was it because if it moved well then like and it was to standard maybe he goes into Sheffield next week and benches something close to what he did in the gym which was like 180 so maybe we give him like 175 or something and then I'm not sure the speed of his squats either from today but he did squat 150 in training and I thought that looked pretty clean um and then obviously he has a little bit on his pull because we've seen that on Instagram. And that looked like to standard today. So that will put him well over the world record total and like move him up all the way probably to like top three. So, but I think it's important to obviously factor in the travel. Like he has a long travel and how the how he's going to like taper for this now. Um, I think it's, it's promising that he competed this well as a 66. Like we know he can cut weight well. So it's just, and how much weight did he cut? Like, does he have to repeat this weight cut a week from now? And does he normally train this heavy, this close to competition? Like these are all things to consider, which could make a difference from him placing like top three all the way, like down to the bottom. And maybe his intentions going into this are like, like you guys said, take the, just take the cash out on the deadlift because that's like, seems kind of like a guarantee, like seems like the smartest move for him at this point. But I don't know, like if squats went well and then bench went well, it's like, he's like in the mix to win a lot of overall money. So why wouldn't he just like go for it all and on that third pull and like try to place as high as possible, you know? I, um, okay. So in his Instagram stories, he was talking bold and I had people tell me, take a look at Kyoto's 
Instagram. He's talking in English first off purposely. So other people around the world could get, could hear what he's saying, read what he's saying. And he was saying he's going to blow the doors off people in Sheffield. He's, he's going to win the world championship. He's talking incredibly bold. And, um, I was like, oh, well, I mean, where is this coming from? Then the Japanese nationals drops and I'm like, okay, my man can back it up. He's not just talking. Why on earth did he go all out on Japanese nationals when he has Sheffield around the corner? Can anyone tell me that Rory? Go ahead. Did he go all out or did he look at the world record at 710.5 and go 712.5 to make a statement? So you think he might, his all out might be even more than that. That's what I would guess. How much ahead of second place was he? Um, I, like I assume, and I don't, I didn't see the results. I assume That's they don't have question. another 66 even close. Like I assume there's no 66 nipping at his heels in Japan. Like whoa, if, if there was, a, if he was just ahead of second place, sure, maybe he did go all out. If he's 50 kilos, 60 kilos, 80 kilos ahead of second place, like why would he go 712.5? Because it's the smallest amount over the world record total that he could do. Um, and like talk is cheap. Breaking the world record total a week out like in a competition is that makes a real statement. But why are you making that that. statement a week out instead of at Sheffield? Like you could impact Sheffield's performance by doing that. Like I would rather not make that statement at nationals and make Mm -hmm. it at Sheffield. If I have to choose and you might have to choose, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, like, there has mother- to be some logical. I would like to think that there was a logical. Like Jessica Bittner right now, Jessica Bittner right now could make a statement, so to speak, at a local meet and blow it up. And, but Eric could be like, "What the fuck? We got a week out from <laughs> Sheffield." Like, look, I get look, it. I, I would probably make a. I would probably make a different decision. It sounds like you would probably make a different decision. Uh, but like, there's you a there's other. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he tapers well. He needs like. Five, so, six days to recover, and then he has his next heavy session. So it's like maybe he just treated that as his last heavy session. I don't know. Eric, what are you thinking, man? I think some athletes, um, so at this level, most athletes have coaches, and sometimes they have like multiple coaches. Like they've got a platform coach, they've got a programming coach, they've got a nutrition coach, they might even have, you know, like a, a mental skills coach. Um, they also have like fellow lifters and people in their corner. And in each one of those kind of team environments, and I don't know what it's like for Kyoto, the athlete's personality is going to influence the decisions, you know, depending upon how much they are. Like most athletes are driven in a way if they want to really push themselves hard. And, and, and some of them, if they have a very strong competitive drive, it's very external. Like many of your recent podcast guests, um, <laughs> they, they make decisions that are, that are based upon that. And if they don't have people around them who they're either willing to listen to or if the relationship is not set up in such a way, the athlete may be the one who's really driving the bus for all decisions. Um, this is an example. Jess wanted to come out on her third uh, deadlift and pull something bigger at, at Nationals at Canada. And Garrett and I were like, can we not? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so and and she was like, yeah, you're probably right. You know, but but that is that's kind of the, the, the knee jerk reaction, I think, for all powerlifters is is let's let's hit some PRs. So it is very possible, and I'm not, I don't mean this disrespectfully, and I could be wrong, that Kyoto has made a statement that's potentially gonna make an error. Um, but it's also possible he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. Um, 
And this, it, like, like you said, it wasn't a full send on the deadlift. Um, I, 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 I did not see the meat. It, it doesn't sound like it was easy. It's hard to think that, that, that seven twelve could be easy, but I mean, if he does go seven thirteen, you know, and he chips the world record on deadlift and has a banner day, he's pretty much going to guarantee to be top five. Um, if he ends up being stuck with the equivalent of his openers and or second, like second lifts on a few, if he goes five to six for nine, you know, he's, he's looking at ninth or 10th. So it's, it's pretty wild. So I don't know. My prediction was based upon what I would do in his shoes, having just already, already like the, I've done this competition is let me get something on the board and get what I can get on the, on my squat and bench and let's try to get that deadlift. And that's going to be somewhere between those two, but probably a bigger payout than it's, it's like the, the risk averse decision to make. Right. So. I, th I think, yeah, I think, look at if he, if he got his official total at Japanese nationals now come for the money and the biggest thing for you would be grab that deadlift record for, you know, grab that dough and, um, you know, grab a decent total, but, but anyways, look at, that's the 66. Let's move on to the 74 and nice segue. The former, well, actually current because he hasn't been unseated yet. 66 world champion Eddie Berglund has moved into the 74 kilo class. That is Taylor Atwood land. He's a brave man. Um, coming into this, his best PR squat, 260.5 kilos. The current world record held by Taylor Atwood, 283.5. Yes, He's done more, but not at an international level. So the record is a lot lower than T Taylor's full capabilities. We'll get to Taylor in a moment. Eddie Berglund's best bench under the new bench rules is 195. The world record, 212.5, held by himself. Uh, but that's previous to the bench rules. And it seems like probably a rather big ask as well to grab a record there. Biggest deadlift, 272.5. Now, Eddie's deadlift is getting bigger. He's turning into more of a three-lifter. Um, the current world record, though, in the 74-kilo class, uh, Shell Buckland from Norway, the former world champion who actually gave Taylor a loss in 2017, former rival of Taylor's, 322.5 for his deadlift world record. That's a monster gap between what Eddie has and the overall 790.5 kilos held by Taylor Atwood and Eddie's best total up to now in the 74 kilo class is 139.5, which is obviously respectable. 739. 739.5. Sorry, what did I say? <laughs> 139. Okay. 739.5. <laughs> yeah, 139.5 would be respectable. Um, mm -hmm. so Eddie's Eddie's got decent numbers. I think I I anticipate some of these numbers are going to go up, especially since how he's now filling out the seventy four kilo class. He hasn't fully filled it out, so I'm expecting more and more to come out of him. Um, I would not be at all surprised that squat all three of these go up actually. And as he navigates the bench rule, we'll see what he could do there. Um, some people, as they adjust to the bench rule, the bench starts returning a lot closer to the previous form. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that total gets closer to the seven fifty range, which for a 74 kilo lifter is really good. I mean, if you're not Taylor Atwood, you're laughing with 750 range. You know, there's not a lot of people in the, that's an elite level 74 kilo lifter. But this is Taylor Atwood land, unfortunately. Um, 
maybe we'll start with Rory this time. Rory, what are your thoughts with Eddie Berglund and his performance at Sheffield? So he hasn't been posting a lot of his training lately. So I haven't seen very much of what he's been doing in the gym. Um, but it would take a monstrous effort for him to be getting even remotely close to the world record total, let alone what Taylor would be good for on a good day. Um, so like Eddie is just like not even in the running for those things. I don't think unless, unless he's had some crazy breakthroughs that, that we just like don't know about. Um, so I, I think it's unlikely that he even approaches the world record total. I think it's unlikely that he approaches any of the individual lift uh, records. I suspect that for Eddie, that this is do Sheffield because he got invited, uh, but set himself up for future success in the 74 kilo class, as opposed to do Sheffield to get the biggest bag he can or make the biggest statement he can or anything like that. Um, so like it would be enormous for him to do 750 or even like 760 um, that would on a, at the world championships, that would be second most years, 30 kilos behind Taylor. Um, so like that would, that would be a phenomenal total. It just is, is not going to be good enough for this meet. So I'm, I'm projecting that he is going to fall something in the 10 to 12 range. I hope to see a PR total from, from him. Um, but, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, within range of the world record. Tori, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I agree with Rory. As far as total goes, he's probably going to fall close to like 10th to 12th. Um, but he did make a post he, on his recent bench post. He said um, that he's going to go for the world record bench. He said he's going to attempt it. So at least we get to see him attempt it. And it has been a while since he did bench i think it was like 195 to the to the new rules i'm not sure how difficult that was i don't remember but i mean if he's gonna attempt to 213 that will be fun to watch i'm gonna pull it up because i feel like he had missed his third uh bench that day and i I think i felt like it was on depth or something but it wasn't bad at all eric what are your thoughts here pretty similar to be honest um, I think the bench rule is going to be challenging for him. So if we say best case scenario, you know, he's getting stronger across the board, moving up a weight class. Um, but as he's getting stronger, he's also just less efficient on his bench. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see something like a PB on the squat and deadlift for him, uh, which would kind of make up any loss in the bench press. And I think it, like, you know, if you're projected to be in 10th, 11th, or 12th, and the only chance for you to really, you know, make some money and, and take a shot at a record is the bench press, you go 213 on your third no matter what, which pretty much means he's going, what, 202 and a half, 205 on a second? And mm-hmm. not to be a naysayer, but I think that's probably going to be what he ends up with. So if he ends up being stuck around 202, 205 before he jumps to the world record and he gets a PB on the squat and deadlift, you know, he's totaling actually quite similar to or slightly above what his best has been at this point. And that puts him probably in, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th. Let me throw this out here. I got, I got a quick, I'm going to put a statement. Yeah. Sorry. I also looked as well. If you want, if you're talking about the post. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Yeah. He has a post from February 11th. And he is hitting 197 
I don't know why open IPF isn't showing this to like bench standards. It was two to one. Right. So I seen that as well. It so looked I, very easy. <laughs> it so it looked good. So here's here's what I'll throw out there. Did it look here, fifteen kilos easy? Well, see, it's this hard is, to say when you have an arch, right? So yeah, and, it goes it, from RV seven to ten really quick. It does. And this is where. Uh, here's what I like, Eric, breaking this down from a handler's perspective, who, and obviously make, you're going to be at Sheffield, so I understand. Some of these people are going to be going for money. And it totally, if you're going to show up, load up for that deadlift if you're Kyoto, grab some dough. Load up for the de- for the bench if you're Eddie. Why the frick wouldn't you gra- try to grab some dough? This is where the totals can get shaken up, though. Because if his third is 213.5, his second is 202.5 or something around that range. He's never hit that under the bench rules. He might move forward with just his opener. Maybe not even that. Depending on how high his opener is. Because he left off at 197.5. Even if easy, it does beg that question. So let me ask this. Now that I just laid that out for you. And he may be going one for three or... If he hits 213 and he knows something we don't, his total could be extremely inflated from the previous 139.5. I want a real quick from everybody, Rory, over under 750 for Eddie. Okay. Rory? Under. Eric? Under. There it is. And let's move on to Taylor Atwood, the king of the 74s. This one's a little bit more difficult to read. Um, so let's go through his lifts just like we did everybody else. A little background here. 303.303 is his best squat. And the record is 283.5. That's his record. He hit 303 at the USAPL Nationals. That's why it's not a world record. Best bench, 202. And under the bench rules, obviously, like we said, or sorry, uh, that's 202. Eddie's best all time is uh, 212. Best deadlift is 340.5. And again, Shell's 322 is the world record. And his best PR total, 838.5 at USAPL Nationals in 2021. The world record total is 790.5 kilos. Taylor, you know, a little background, obviously, since 2018, the number 174 in the world. He's got the highest formula score on Wilkes, highest formula score on Dots, highest formula score on GL points. He's got all the records. The guy is literally a phenom and stands alone in the powerlifting world. But having said that, we haven't seen a lot of the top end lifts from him. I don't know if he's posting them in different places that I'm not seeing. I don't know if this is behind a paywall through a subscription on the Instagram, but I'm not seeing the top end lifts and I'm not sure what I make of it. We have a strength guys coach here and I know she can't say too much, but we're all looking at her face real close. (laughs) Terrible. I told you, I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) I'm not sure what to make of Taylor. Um, Eric, what is your impression? Um, I mean, he's, it's, it's like, there's, he's probably a little beat up. Um, you know, like I, we haven't seen Taylor at peak Taylor in a bit. Um, the lifts aren't there on his Instagram. Um, 
the normal shit talk isn't there. Um, the, 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 like he's he was a little cagey when he was commentating with you with P, PA Nats. Um, and I think it would be reasonable for someone to assume that he is going to be still pretty impressive, um, but not at a low 800s or, or mid 800s total and just completely dominating the field. Um, but he's in a pretty good position because that 838 is not the world record. The world record is 790, right? And the world record squat is 283, you know, and the world record deadlift is 322. So those are things that even a slightly beat up Taylor has a shot at. I don't think the the bench press record is going to be within reach with the rule change. And just from what I've been seeing lately, I think, I mean, this, this could not be as heavy a set, but I think I saw like a 175 triple. I don't know if you guys saw that on bench or something like that, or was it maybe a single? I don't remember. But assuming he does something like he goes for 283.5 and 322.5 on his squat and deadlift, I think that'd be pretty reasonable. And then if his bench is around 190, he might be able to break the one or two of the records, either the squat or deadlift. Um, I think there's a good chance he might get stuck with one of those as a second. And he's totaling around, right around the current world record, maybe breaking it. So let's just say, you know, if he totals like 790, he's probably like fifth, to be honest. And that's, I think that's where he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be in the top three. And that is absolutely staggering when initially walking into this, everybody thought, Taylor, I was going to run away with this. I posted numerous polls over the past year or so, and it was a landslide. Taylor's got this, but you're right. It's not, it's not from lack of faith of Taylor. It's, is there something going on? Why are we not seeing these top end lifts coming out? Rory, what's your impression? So the last like wall post that he put on Instagram was about of his lifting was about 12 weeks ago. And it was him hitting a 215 kilo bench single, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't under comp standards. It was like a, like an exhibition lift or something. Um, and like that looked pretty good, but it was 12 weeks ago and it was like effectively touch and go. And like, you know, it wasn't actually, it might've been 215.5, but, but it definitely wasn't a comp lift. Right. Um, on a, on a good day, if he could do, if he could repeat the 838.5, he would be the man to beat, right? That's 106.07% of the world record total. Um, and that would be absolutely unreachable for basically everybody else. Um, like, I think there's maybe one other lifter that we'll get to later that could even be, come close to, to touching that, right? Um, and there's a couple of reasons that he might not be posting his top end stuff on the Instagrams. Um one of them is that he may be injured and his top end may not be where it is. And so he might not be happy or proud of, of where he is and doesn't just like, doesn't feel like sharing. Um, and so like, that's, that's reasonably common when people are sort of not, not at their peak. Um, as a game day coach, I often recommend to my athletes that they stop posting their top end lifts on Instagram sort of 12 to 16 weeks out because there is an advantage, albeit a small advantage, um, but there is an advantage to hiding information from other coaches. And if I was going to be coaching at Sheffield, and if, if I had a, a male lifter in the top, say top six lifters at Sheffield, I would be watching every post, taking uh, taking copious notes, you know, like every, everything um, to try and 
eke out every little bit of information that I could because every bit of information that you have in advance is something that you're not as like a piece of information that you don't need to establish or figure out in the moment. That said, that's not really Taylor as a person, it seems, right? Like he's never really done that before. Um, he He's normally pretty open about, hey, this is where I'm at. Um, come fucking get me, right? Like that's his, that's his normal stance on it. So like that would be quite, quite the change for him, um, which does make me think that maybe he is a little bit up. Maybe he is a little injured um, and he isn't on top form. That said, he doesn't need to be anywhere near top form to be breaking breaking records, right? Like as Eric outlined, he could be 40 kilos off his best total and still break the world record total. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Um, he could like, yeah, that's absolutely mind-blowing, right? Um, and it's like, it would be very reasonable for him to be breaking between one and three discipline records and to be finishing, he could still be finishing first. I, I, I think it's probably a little less likely at the moment, um, but but it's possible that he would still be finishing first because um, as we'll get to, most other people's best totals are no more than about 101% of the world record total, which means he actually doesn't need to break the world record total by that much to be, you know, in the, uh, in amongst the top, top handful. Um, so I, I don't know where he is. Um, I think he's still going to be a threat and anyone who's not looking because they're like, oh, he's, he's, he's injured is like doing themselves an absolute disservice. Tori. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense. If you were the most, if you were the person to beat, yes, you would want to be, you wouldn't want to be sharing all of this extra information, but I think like we haven't seen Taylor, at his peak for a long time one because like the performances he has put on that have been historical or like that's just not something that you can repeat meet after meet like he needs time to recover from that so he's been probably staying under the radar recovering like he kind of just cruised through worlds and like we he probably knew like when did we know Sheffield was going to happen like how many years ago do you think he knew about this for sure, yeah. at the very least, I know worlds, the world record total seven ninety point five. He purposely did seven ninety. Yeah, that easy at worlds. But even before that, like yeah. this meet has probably been in the back of his mind for like years, a few years. Um, and being able to like he has the advantage of being able to like coast into these other meets and win. So why wouldn't he do that and save this crazy, crazy prep, crazy peak that he needs to do? to come and win an insane amount of money. Cause we know that he's not doing that at, at nationals, like at worlds, like that was just, you know, those were like stepping stones to get here and like do something crazy. But like you guys mentioned, he doesn't even need to do even close to what he has done in the past, like that um, 840 total to, to just walk away and like win this thing. So I like, I have a hundred percent belief that he is going to come in and do what he needs to do to win. And like, I think he on this list, like he's the most proven person he has come in, like he's consistent. He goes nine for nine and him and like his team, they, they always do what they need to do to make it happen. And we haven't seen him like slip up from that yet, even though Yes, he probably does go through injuries like any high-level athlete, but he's still showing up and he's still going to do what he needs to do, you know? I I would 
Taylor, the question marks around Taylor are extremely interesting. And I am very intrigued to see how this unfolds. Either, either he's injured and not a hundred percent or he's injured and it just doesn't matter. If he takes us over 800 kilos, period, that's a major success. If he breaks the world record, it's still a success. He's collecting all types of money along the way. He breaks a squat record, he breaks a dead record, and he breaks the overall record. Um, that's a, that's three world records in one meet. I mean, nobody's he, he's successful. But Taylor's not going to be satisfied with that. Um, but if he goes over 800 and just takes this... It's it's remarkable. Or if he actually has a big performance, oh, hats off to him and his team for keeping this low key. Because <laughs> he doesn't need the big performance though. Like he doesn't need to total his best total to still win this. That's the thing. So yeah. So if he goes, if he goes, not, he can come in and just go nine for nine. And yeah. Do you have bracelets on, Tori? Bracelets? Yeah. No, I just have. Something's like a shaker <laughs> or something. Anyways, okay, go on, Ray. Um, if if he goes 800 kilos, that still puts him ahead on percentage of world record total of basically everyone else's best total in competition, right? And that's f- which means for other people, they have to be setting PB totals in order to be pushing that. Whereas for him, that is potentially quite a restrained day, right? So like. <laughs> What, what would be an outstanding performance in any objective measure? Like it, it actually just doesn't need to be his best day for, for us to see something incredible. Mm-hmm. He's just set the bar so high in the past that now everyone compares his training and his performances now to his best ever. And it's just like, it's not realistic. <laughs> like, man, he only went 790. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like 60 kilos like, ahead of second he place. Only, he only totaled 790. Like he must, he must be injured. Like he must be washed up now. <laughs> like, nope. He's still better than everyone else. So like there's really not like, yeah. <laughs> but it will be interesting how he shakes up on Sheffield when everybody thought he was the clear and away favorite. And now it's, he's not. And he's right up in the mix with everyone else. And, and to be honest, that makes it better viewing for everyone else when you don't know who's going to win. So this isn't a bad thing. This is actually a good thing. Because no. we, if you listen to this podcast, you're like, oh my God, I don't know where Taylor's going to end up. Delaney Wallace in the 83s. Let me walk you through his lifts and then I'll tell you what I know. So in the squats is PR 302.5. Russell Orhe, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Has the world record 320.5. In the bench press, he's hit 197.5. Owen Hubbard from the UK, 218.5 is the world record by Owen Hubbard. In the deadlifts, Delaney Wallace's PR, 322.5. And Enahoro with a 362.5 holding the world record. That is definitely out of reach. The overall, in terms of total, Delaney's best ever is 822.5. And the total world record held by Russell Orr, he is 841. Now those records, or sorry, those PRs, I'm telling you by Delaney Wallace, all came from the USAPL 2021. Um, He's the 2022 world champion. That's how we got here. But his total, he's never brought it back to that USAPL 2021 Nats total. 
However, and I know he hasn't been posting a lot, and he showed me stuff in confidence and DMs. So I'm not going to give numbers out of respect for him. But he has, and I can say this because he said this, he's been saying in the stories, I'm coming and the world record is a potential. It is in danger. And you're going to see something special on this day. And what I would tell you is, because we hear this kind of stuff from people all the time. And I don't know why it hasn't transpired for him over the last couple of years on the platform, even though we've seen 822.5 before. And he's a young man in his mid-20s, so he's not past his prime. And he should have progressed from then, so we should have seen a consistent progression on his total on the platform. So whatever has been happening from training to the platform in the past might again happen this time. I will give you that. But what I'm going to tell you right now, from the videos I've saw that he showed me, he has reason to be that confident. And I'm telling you, it's not blind, bold, boastful. It's not just, I'm trying to hype Sheffield to help sell tickets. From what I've seen, legitimately right now as it stands, he is a real threat for the overall world record. But I give the caveat, whatever has been hampering him when he hits the platform for his total to have gone down the last two years, maybe that's still coming because I don't know what that is. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think this Delaney has one of the more straightforward decision-making processes than the other competitors here because the individual lifts are probably not within striking distance for him. Um, e even with like big improvements, you know, he's still 10 plus kilos off from his recorded bests from all three lifts. And broad prediction of Sheffield, when you look at that scoreboard, bloodbath is my thoughts because people are going to be going for things that they they're willing to take a 30% shot because it's five six thousand US dollars right so I think we're going to see a, a, a miss rate much higher than normal so if he's smart because again there's no money for breaking the world record total it's just how much over it are you to place higher so I don't think it would be smart for him to make poor attempt selection decisions that would not be poor in the context of Sheffield because he just needs to go nine for nine and get every single kilo he can on the platform and move up the rankings. So as you were talking, I started adjusting my, uh, my, 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 my placings because you clearly have insider information. So let's say he totals eight thirty. you know, that, that puts him up, you know, seven and a half more than he's ever done. It's a good day. Uh, he's putting together a really good total. That moves his projection up of a low 800s total, placing around 10th or 11th or something like that, into the middle of the pack, which is fantastic. You know, that, that goes from being awarded, you know, let me just look at it again, because I just had it in front of me, then I scrolled off it because I'm dumb. You know, it's it's a thousand uh, you know, pounds in 10th place. If he's in sixth place, it's twice that, you know. This so place is I four think four times that, to your point. I mean it goes up places, a lot. Yeah, fifth, well, and yeah, fifth, fifth place, place is four times yes. that, so it, it gets big quick. It does. So if he's smart, he goes nine for nine. Of course, that's what you always want to do, but he puts together the biggest total possible and watches for other people who are chasing records to slip up, put things on the bar they're not going to hit, and go you know six for nine. And then all of a sudden, he's going to find himself with a few more thousand pounds than people expected. 
So I think he's probably going to be in the middle of, of the placings, somewhere around sixth or seventh, if I had to guess. And he's probably going to be totaling uh, maybe maybe a PR total for him, based on what you're saying. Corey, what do you think? Yeah, I think in terms of overall placing, he has a bit of a advantage here. Like, not he's not going to be close to any of the world uh, the individual lift records, like you guys said. So that gives him a little bit of an incentive to like go nine for nine and just build the total and. As we have seen at international meets, like nine for nine is what usually wins you the meet and it's what places you the highest. So if there's no money on the line for those lifts, like he just needs to um, win his class, which I guess he's now the, he's, well, he's, he's the only 83. Yeah, he's the only 83. So yeah, just, and if, you have that insider information that he can put a bit on his total, then that would put him in a really, really good spot to win a good chunk of change. But the, yeah, the big thing, it's almost like if you're close enough to a record, reasonably close, that's where things can backfire on you. That Cause you want 5,000 pounds around 600 us. That's where you're like ah, more kilos for 5k. Like, what are we talking about here? It's that's actually, if he's not, it'll help him better to Eric's point. It's actually not a bad deal for him to be far enough away to not be tempted and just be like, nope, I go nine for nine. And also to Eric's point, I mean, if he comes in fifth, he gets $4,000 pounds. That's around mm -hmm. 5k us. I mean, he still walks away with 5k as yeah. if he broke a world record. So it's so not it's a little less risky than him going for that individual record missing and then i don't know coming in like 10th or something so loses quite a bit of money so this would be like the smartest thing for him to do and he's a smart guy so you know he's literally to... he's literally an, an accountant money yeah. uh, uh, you know numbers are a thing the problem is he's also a power lifter and damn it, if they are extremely ambitious and almost yeah. always have high hopes. And uh, so his handling, whoever's handling him, making those decisions, you know, although sometimes the lifters, they push and you're like, all right, I'm going to put it on the bar because he'll, he'll never forgive me if I don't. And it's Sheffield. Rory, what are you thinking? Um, I've got a little bit of insider information on this one as well. So I'll, I'll stay away from specific number predictions, um, but I'm sort of expecting him to fall in the sixth to eighth range, like sort of middle, you know, top, top of the bottom half kind of, kind of range. Um, I think he is pacing for a PR total and that would be outstanding. Uh, it is a really big reach for him to go for the world record total. Um, so the world record total is 841. And so like he needs to go 20 kilos over his, his PR total to be able to, to approach that. Um, and if Taylor went for the 838.5, if he repeat, if Taylor repeated the 838.5, he would need like an almost 900 kilo total. He needs 892 to even come close to that. So like those things are unreasonable and should probably just be like scooted off to the side a little bit. Um, and, and like Eric suggested, he's probably not really in range for any of the world, uh, like discipline world records. So best thing for him to do is go eight for eight coming out of his second deadlift and then evaluate what the likelihood of moving up a place with his last deadlift is. Um, 
And if we're talking about moving from eighth to sixth, um, I forgive me, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but is that like an extra 500 pounds or something? Um, like evaluating that against the potential of maybe a world record total if that number is not the same number, which it, which it may not be, um, and sort of deciding which of those things is more important at that time. So he should really just be aiming to get as many attempts as possible. Um, and that should set him up really, really well. Let's move on to the 93s and the battle of the 93s. We'll, we'll get this out the way in terms of an announcement. If you haven't been paying attention on Instagram, um, Chance Mitchell, the reigning world champion, has withdrawn. But the 93 still has four lifters in here. And Rory, I don't know if we got to update the fantasy league to take Chance out and have Mo as an option in. I think someone messaged me. Is that done yet? Or uh, I will do that between us recording this and when the podcast comes out. Perfect. So if you're listening and you're in the fantasy league, um, Chance Mitchell will be removed and Mo will be put in and you just have to resubmit your picks. And if it's under the same email, Rory will just take your new picks um, and delete your old ones. And let's move on to the 93. So Amar Kanan in the 93s, he squatted 131.5 kilos, the world record in the 93s. Sorry, 331.5. Sorry, I keep doing that. 331.5 kilos, the world record 331 by Anatoly Novopismani. Um, and Amar squatted that at the African Championships, if I'm not mistaken. That's a continent. Why would that not be a world record? It's on the IPF web. Uh, Sorry. Remember, remember when we talked about the Commonwealth when we had that episode, how it, it used to be that you had to actively submit it. It didn't just happen automatically. Ah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not a similar situation. Well, for there's him, also there's also rules about how many referees and what rank the referees have to be there. So if they're if they're struggling for referees, it's possible that they went ahead with the competition, but they weren't allowed to count them as world records and things like that. So like there are some uh, edge cases that that aren't so nice uh, in there. As it were, it, it doesn't. It actually helps him out for Sheffield. I mean, it's half a kilo, but he doesn't have to squat as much. So either way, we know he is in potential to break a world record and grab some money there in the squat event. Um, his bench, 180. The world record, 238.5 by Jonathan Keiko. Way off the mark there. Deadlift PR, 335 for him. And Chance Mitchell has pulled 373.5. So he's going to be off the mark. His total PR, four eight sorry 846.5. The world record also held by Chance Mitchell, 878.5. So he's... Probably not going to hit the world record, although we do anticipate that total is going to go up. Um, so there's Amar. I think we're probably going to be close to all on the same page. He's here for that squat world record and grabbing that money. We don't really think he's going to make any major strides in the other departments. Um, Tori, what are your thoughts here? Is it basically he's going to grab that squat world record? Well, I don't think he's just going to grab it because <laughs> <laughs> we have Gavin there as well. Yeah, he might not keep it or he might not yes. even get to it first. That's yeah, a good point. so that's going to be like, that will be the battle for squats there is him and Gavin. I mean, they all have incredible squats, but it's going to be between those two. So I don't think it will be just like an easy, easy take for him. But that is his his shot at winning some money here. So it would make the most sense for him to really push. And hopefully he gets a stab at it um, first for his sake. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to take that and push it even further for the next guy who's trying to collect a little bit of money. Um, 
Eric, what are your thoughts? Yeah, similar. I think, um, I hope people were watching the, uh, the, the or listening to the episode of Matt Gary. Um, this is where chips are going to come into play, right? So you're probably going to see Gavin and Amar um, putting the same number on the bar for when they go for the uh, the squat more record because it'll automatically go up 0.5 if the other person gets it. And if they miss it, it stays. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Amar's going to have a good day for him. And if he's able to get all his lifts and break the world record, he might even sneak into the top 10 uh, right, right around the bottom. And then he's going to be like, shit, you know, I wasn't really favored for this, but I'm coming away with like, you know, 6,000 pounds. It's not a bad day for going in and, uh, and kind of repeating, you know, his, his performance at the African championships and maybe, you know, bumping up his, uh, his bench and his deadlift by two and a half. And I think that would be the, the play for him. Um, and yeah, I, I totally agree. He's there for the squat world record and then potentially just having a good enough day to be in the top 10. Rory, what are your thoughts? And also, um, maybe we could talk a little bit about how lot numbers might play a role here, especially between him and Gavin, who's going to get a stab at that squat record first, who's going to go second, et cetera. Yeah, sure. I'll start, I'll start with the lot number thing. Um, so beginning of the day, you get assigned a random number. Um, they are unique and they, and so in this case, they'll go between one and 12. Everyone gets, gets one of these random numbers and they determine what order you do things if you're otherwise the same. So they determine what order you weigh in. So lot number one weighs in first, then lot number two and so on and so forth. Um, and they determine what order you lift in if the weight is the same. So it's, of course, typically in powerlifting, we go lightest to heaviest for a single attempt. So first squat, start with the lightest squat, go up to the heaviest squat. But if two people are the, have the same weight on the bar, the person with the lower lot number goes first. Uh, so in this case, uh, what's going to happen is, or what I, I'm hoping is going to happen is that uh, Gavin and Amar are going to put the same weight on the bar. So uh, forgive me, current world record is 331. So yep. what I'm projecting is that they'll both put 331.5 on the bar, which is what, what Eric said. The person with the lower lot number will squat it first. If they are successful, the next person, their squat automatically goes to 332.0. If they are unsuccessful, that person simply repeats the the next person repeats 331.5. Of course, all of this goes out the window. If one of them hits it on, like maybe their second attempt, like we don't know where these people are at. And so if I'm like, I haven't seen anything from Amar since his, his last competition. And so if Amar comes in and hits 335 on his second attempt, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if like what else, what else Gavin is doing, right? He now has to go at least 335.5 or, or, or more for his, his future attempts. So, what I'm thinking for Amar is very much the same as what everyone else has said. Like I'm, his best total is right around uh, 96% of the world record total. So he would need a very big PR to even be approaching that sort of like 100% arc. Um, and so I am projecting that he's going to fall somewhere in that 10 to 12 range, sort of depending how many attempts he makes, how everyone else is tracking. And like as much as scraping into the top 10 would be good, what I expect is going to happen is he's going to take one or more shots on the world record squat at the beginning of the day, go three for three on bench or try to go three for three on bench, just collect what he can and then uh, deadlift what he needs to deadlift to try and jump into 10th place, um, probably from 11th or 12th. And just to explain when people listen to this, we'll move on to Gavin because we already mentioned his name a couple of times, but that is when you hear lot number advantage. That's what that means. If you put the same numbers in, the guy who goes before you or lady who goes before you hits Yours bumps up by half a kilo if you're both going for a record. Well, 
when you move forward, you're half a kilo ahead. All there the was a uh, really good example of this. If you want to look it up, the uh, 57 kilo woman at the 2019 bench press world championships, three of them went for the world record total and they put 320 point. They all put what is 320. They all put 120.5 in um, and they all successively got it. So everyone's numbers sort of went 120.5, 121, 121.5. And then the, the the third person, I think, actually missed it. So the person in the second place ended up walking away with the world record bench press. And then in the end, that, of also, it's a- that also happened in 2018 in Calgary in the 105 bench press. It, it uh, it did too. Yeah, yeah, it did volleyed, too. You're right. Yeah. They volleyed that record around like a freaking volleyball. Um, and when you get question. to the when you get to the end, when you get to the end, um, who won that 105's world championship that year? I forget. Um, anyway, it's not important. Um, when you get to the end, if one person is just half a kilo ahead, if it's a tight battle, we don't suspect Gavin and, and Amar are going to have a tight battle at the end anyway. So the lot number advantage won't be big in terms of the overall. But in powerlifting normally, that's the lot number advantage. If you're going to be neck and neck with somebody and okay, we're tit for tat all the way through. Oh, but I had lot number advantage. So I ended up 0.5 ahead of you. You have to go up another two kilo and you can't just match me. If it's body weight, that's out the window. If you had body weight advantage on me, cause you weighed slightly less, doesn't matter. You don't get the same total as me. You got to go up. So that's Lot number vintage in a nutshell, and I'm not going to go too much into it by Matt Gary's book. Let's talk about Gavin <laughs> Aiden. Gavin Aiden. Sorry, I, I think I think Eric wanted to ask a go wanted ahead. to jump in there. Sorry to interrupt. I do have a question. Yes, sir. Someone asked me this, and I was very sure in my answer, but then they gave me some doubt. It is only the person who ends up holding the world record by the end of the competition who gets the prize money, right? Not just simply breaking it. That is what I had understood, but I am not sure. I'll double Cause... check that and I will actually update it at the beginning of this podcast with a soundbite. That's a very good question. Okay. Because that changes a lot of things. If someone gets it and then someone breaks it by 0.5, that means they would both get a 5K payout. Um, I mean, it changes, it doesn't change the placings, but it changes the, the both changes the strategy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's out of your hands, though, because you're like, look, I could bump if I'm going first, I could bump mine up a little more, but then I might miss. So it's like, I might as well take what I think I got, take the record and see if that guy can take it from me. Like, it's tough. That's tough. But that is a good question. I'll figure that out. So Gavin Aiden's best squat all time, 333.5 kilos. Again, Anatoly's old 93 kilo squat record, 331. The bench press world record is two or two thirty eight point five by Jonathan Keiko. Gavin's all time best is two twenty, and the deadlift world record three seventy three point five. Gavin's best is three thirty five. Gavin's best all time total is eight hundred and eighty kilos. This is from USAPL twenty twenty one. The same situation as Delaney Wallace. Gavin is a young man, twenty four years old. I think he turns twenty five this year. It's 25 today. 25 hey. today. It's his birthday. Happy birthday. I have happy to birthday. remind me to say happy birthday to him. I didn't say shit yet. Thank you, dude. But um, so anyways, it's it's he should be further along than 880 in terms of his progress. At 25 years old, he didn't peak at 23 in terms of his overall strength. 880 is what he's done. He hasn't hit that total since. Now, since then, he's won junior world championships and you know done well for himself, but I got to think he's capable of more. 
And if you've been following him, his squat seems on point. Don't see a lot about the other lifts, though. It's very hard to throw together a prediction on Gavin Aiden's total based off of what you're watching off of Instagram. If you go off of his confidence, <laughs> he's talking 900 kilos is the is the bottom bottom end. If you're not 900 kilos, he's like, I want to go well beyond that. The thing is, Gavin's always that confident. Um, he was that confident when he when he was below 880 on certain other performances. So judging off of confidence, he's confident all the way through, period. He's a confident young man. Very hard for me to get a gauge on this. Eric, what are we looking at? Now, I thought his best squat was 327.5. Did I hear you say it was 330? Let me double That's check. That's what I had as well. I Let me double say. check that. Maybe I got it wrong. Uh, you keep talking and I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Like his uh, so best, comp squat? Best, comp best, squat? best in competition. You know what? Yeah, 327.5. I'm wrong. Thank you. Okay. So I think we know what's going to happen on squat. He's going to go into a position where he's comfortable going from second to third uh, to where he can put 331 and a half on the bar. Right. Um, and that's like we discussed with the lot number thing. That's probably what he's going to put on the bar no matter what. And if he just happens to go second, it'll get chipped up. So if we think about what would someone do if they were going to go 331 and a half, you know, maybe at that level, 320 as a second. Um, and I think I love the man's confidence, but he hasn't shown to me that 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 that, that confidence is there. And I also don't see where a 900 total is coming from. If he, unless he's deciding to break the squat world record by like 10 kilos, you know, with his other lifts, I, I don't know where that addition comes from. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind, I think he might have a good day. I think he also could be in a position where he's stuck with, stuck with, like it's a bad number, 320 for squats um, and, and chasing it down with a mar. Um, and I think he's probably going to be totaling maybe around his best, like, 875, 880, and that'll probably have him somewhere in the mix, probably top like four to six would be my guess. Um, yeah, I as a general commentary on sports, and I've also started to see this play out in powerlifting, you typically see two trajectories of very high-level lifters, a very quick rise and then an early plateau that surprises you, and they hang out there for a while, or more of just kind of a steady build, and it starts to taper off as they get older and they have more long longevity in the sport. Um, I by no means am claiming that that's Gavin. It's way too early to say something like that, but it is not unheard of. I think we can think of other examples where we've seen that in powerlifting. Um, and I certainly hope that's not true. I, I want him to, to crush 900, but I don't have reason to believe that that will occur. So based upon the information I have, I'm going to have him probably around four to six and totaling around his best. And uh, I, I think Amar is going to get the, the squad record. It's... um. One note, and Rory, I'm going to toss this to you because you were the one handling him at Worlds, but he took 331.5 for a ride at Worlds, hit it, got called on depth, and it was it was close. It was close. Now, it didn't pass, but it was, it was nice and close. Watching it live, I thought it was a little high. Then watching it on the live stream, and I remember telling Gavin, Gavin, I love you. I fucking, we hung out all the time, but I thought it was high. And then when he showed it to me in the hotel afterwards in the lobby, I watched that stream and he looked at me and I was like, damn it, that might've been in. And 
I, and he's like, I'm not, he's like, I, I don't know what to say. He's like, I'm, I'm just going to leave it. I got to live with it. And I'm like, oh, damn, that might have been in. And um, so I'm just saying I wouldn't fault the judges because it was it's so difficult. He's he's so stocky a guy. It's, he's a difficult guy. He's like a he's like a body of a super heavyweight shrunken down to a 93. <laughs> His hips are it's really hard to tell. Um, so but I just offer that caveat. To your point, Eric, he might end up walking away with the second attempt because the third squad is always going to be on that line for depth. Or he might take that. And if he hits, that's where the total that he always wanted, the total that he talks about, that's what will take him from, you know, that 880 to maybe up and beyond to his potentially talks about Rory. What are you thinking? You've handled Gavin at the world level before. Um, You're familiar. What do you think? Yeah, so... A few things that I want to throw in there. So first, 880 would give him 100.17% of the world record total. So if he can repeat that performance, and in particular, if Eric's right, which I think he's going to be, that it's going to be an absolute bloodbath and people are going to be missing a lot more attempts than normal, 100.17% of the world record total could be enough to put him right in, right up in the mix, right? Even if he doesn't hit a PR total. So I really hope that Gavin does not get caught in a battle for the squat world record with Amar because Gavin has potential to be finishing top three if he, if he has a good day. And that is becomes much less likely if he loses kilos on his squat. So what I would really want to see from Gavin is hit a good third squat and to play his own game. And if that means squatting the world record squat, 331.5, great. Um, if that means it's not there on the day and taking 330 or 327.5, or, or maybe Amar goes 337.5, not loading 338 to beat him or something like that, and just doing what he is capable of, collecting those kilos, that is what I would really want to see from Gavin. And then go three for three on bench and then come out and deadlift what he needs to deadlift to get into the mix. Um, so th- that's what I would really want to see from him. He did hit a, he did it in pounds. So I'm not entirely sure what it is in kilos, but I think it was a 330 kilogram squat in training just a couple of days ago. And what the, was it the ang- <sighs> I don't remember. I've, 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 I reposted it and I oh, was at 327.5. Thanks. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and it looked, it looked pretty good. The first time I watched it, I thought it was high. I watched it a second time, and the second time I was much more convinced about the depth. See? Um, because, That's like you problem. say, he's he's got that prototypical squatter build that it actually makes it really hard. He's, he's built like a subtotal lifter, right? It's really hard to tell when he hits depth or not um, because he's he's so stocky. Um, and that's unfortunate because it actually it actually is a penalty for him because it probably means that he needs to squat a little bit deeper than somebody else who with a slightly different build in order to make it look convincing versus just like borderline. Um, deadlift, he had a 320 deadlift in training not too long ago and it looked like a goddamn opener. And I don't know if you remember Worlds last year, but that's the weight that he missed on his second attempt at Worlds last year. Um, so I think his deadlift is pacing really well as well. So the question mark is on the bench press, and he hasn't posted a single bench press video in over 16 weeks now. And the last thing he posted was a 205 for two. Um, I think it was touch and go, um, but he posted 205 for two 16 weeks ago. So my projection is actually that he is hiding a weapon in his bench press. Um, I I think he's got something big brewing in his bench press, and he is hiding it. Um, And I... I, I think he's going to come out ahead of PR total, and I think he's going to finish top 
probably not top one or two, but sort of like in the three, four, five range. Let me correct myself. Uh, that squat in training was 330. I'm wrong. He hit a 330 in training. And um, to your point, look at, I wouldn't be surprised if he loads up the refs, give him two reds and he gets one white and he approaches the jury and the jury turns it around after reviewing the slow-mo and says, no, it's in. That's the type of squatting at Gavin. He's always going to be right on that line. Um, it's just the way and it the is. The jury's going to be working, folks. The, ju- the jury <laughs> better be paying attention when Gavin's up. <laughs> My <laughs> first yep. stop when I land in Sheffield is to an ATM. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for the people listening who aren't aware, that is not a bribery joke. It may be a bribery joke, but the, if you're no, appealing somebody else's lift, you need to present the jury with like basically a bond to say that I have a legitimate thing to appeal and they give it back to you if they decide that you are in fact not being a dick and you have a legitimate appeal. Um, and Gavin famously, when... Joey Flex appealed one of his squats again in a battle against Jonathan Keiko at USAPL Nats, the same USAPL Nats he did 880. Um, Joey protested Gavin's third squat, and Gavin was on, you know, outwardly saying that that's a bitch move. You should never protest another <laughs> lifter squat. I'll tell you right now, again, love Gavin, but it is not. That is what you're supposed to do as a handler. You protest other lifts. It's and 100%. I'll protest everything. I'll, you, I'll protest anything if I think it's going to help my lifter. That's your job. Yes. This is sport. Bro. I'm going to go out to dinner with Jess afterwards, having gone, no, sorry, I didn't want to protest that. And she's like, you owe me 5,000 pounds. <laughs> you, you owe me. Exactly. Exactly. This will be the last dinner we have because you're fine. Um, yeah. But uh, sorry, I do actually, I do actually want to add, add one thing. The, um, the 2021 USAPL nationals that both Delaney and uh, Gavin did their best total at, that was a very friendly meet for the lifters. South Africa world's last year was a very hostile meet for the lifters. And so a lot of people that did better at USAPL Nats 2021 than they did at Taylor Worlds Atwood. 2022. That's, that's was his bonkers. He was all to form anyways. Like Taylor, yep. like everything was official. But for some reason, a lot of people, that USAPL Nats had some historical historical numbers for these fellas. But um, Corey- Put anything that happened there with an asterisk. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> Not quite, take it easy. Um, Tori- you heard the, the fellas say this could be a bloodbath with the way Gavin's talking, you know, 900's the minimum. It's going to be more than that. Will he be overly ambitious, start missing lifts and become part of that bloodbath? Or will he actually stay in the pocket, mm-hmm. gather his kilos, and he doesn't need to be over 900 to to have a handsome plant placing? Yeah, I, I agree with Rory. I think he... He totally has the potential to be top three here. So with the way that he's been talking, it sounds like that would be his number one goal is to put up the best total he ever has. And whether that means he has to squat over the world record or under the world record, like whatever's there on that day, I think the smart move would be just to go through for, I mean, go nine for nine, obviously that's what he needs to do. And we haven't seen that from him yet. So, I mean, I can't, I don't know. Like, I have nothing to say on his previous performances because he hasn't shown consistency there. And also the the squat depth thing has been an issue historically. So I don't think that, um, he, like, he should just let Amar have that world record and maybe play it a bit safe on squats and make sure that he hits depth there. 
And then, like Rory said, if he does have a huge bench, take advantage of that and then pull what he needs to chip the world record. And then that would put him in top three, basically, if we crunch the numbers with everyone else. Um, before we move on to Emil Krastev, I'm willing to bet quite a bit that young man's going out on his shield and going all in. <laughs> yeah. But, that's, but we, that's what makes it so exciting. If he pulls it off, holy shit. On Sunday, <laughs> we'll be hearing about it. Go ahead, Rory. But like squat world record or place top three and he wants get both, an extra. I, I, hear like, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But when you talk to Gavin Eden, <laughs> he's going to tell you, I got both. You'll be Gavin and he'll be like, Tori. <laughs> okay uh rory you know you handle the go ahead no no i said what i want to see from him not what i think we're going to see from him yeah um right. yeah he's going all i don't i don't want to see him chase the world record squat with with amar i want to see him hit what he can hit um you're probably right he, Ryan. I, I he wants he both <laughs> but it, it he, be... he wants both but he could That's hit why I put him out of the top three and losing the and only getting a second on squats. Yeah, I mean it depends where he thinks his squat is though, right? Like if he thinks he's got a three forty squat in the bag, he could he and and if and in particular if he does have a three forty squat in the bag, he could very well go three thirty five. Not I don't want to say comfortably, but like somewhat safely, um, and and work walk away with the world record and also be in a really good position for the rest of the day. He because I was about to say judging off his three thirty in the gym. The world record is there. Like it's not crazy to go up half a kilo and just he could he could get that he could he could break the world record, grab the money. We'll have to see. Um, let's move on to Emil Krastev. Emil Krastev won a silver medal at the World Championships. Really put everybody on notice with that eight seventy seven point five kilo total bombed out at Europeans. Controversially, I thought those squats were good, um, but it was the front end angle. Didn't see the side angles. Either or, we know the pedigree that Emil Kras of Bulgaria is from. Let me give you his lift by lift. The squat PR on Emil, 307.5. Again, squat world record, 331. Bench PR on Emil, 227.5. And it's gotten bigger in his training. The world record, 238.5. Deadlift PR, 342.5. That's well below chances, 373.5. And the total is just one kilo off the world record total. So he is definitely in range overall for some high placing. The individual events are going to be rather tight for him. Eric, what do you think here? So I do have some inside information here. So I'm going to present um, some couched statements. Um, I think the fact that he bombed out at Europeans is something we should pay attention to. Um and I think he's probably going to be going for the bench record. That's probably realistic, uh, or at least maybe getting close to it. Um, and I think he's just going to try to have as good of a day as he can on everything else. And I think he's probably going to be uh, just trying to put together the best total he can, given where he's at. Because uh, what I will... First off, in terms of his bench press, what have we seen in training? Yeah, he's all over that world record. So I'd be shocked if we don't see the world record bench press being put up by Emil, at least a, a stab at it. Um, mm -hmm. for, he's from, you got sources in Bulgaria, my friend. How do you got inside inside baseball in Bulgaria, sir? Uh, I mean, I, I know who his current coach is. So, uh, yeah. Gotcha. 
but uh but yeah i i will i will i will say no more um than what i've said but i think he's probably going to be looking primarily at a single lift record rather than a uh trying to really go for a, a massive placing rory what does that do for you sir very much the same. Um, I think what we've seen from his bench is a 235.5 in the gym. Uh, he smoked a 230, I think, yesterday um, or maybe the day before yesterday. Um, and it was just, uh, it, was, it was clean. It was fast. It was um, like he jumped up from the bench and like looked surprised with himself at how, how good it was. So I, I expect he's going to be taking a stab at the world record bench press. Of course, uh, Kaiko will also probably be taking a stab at the world record bench press. Um, so even though he can probably bench it, there's no guarantee that he's going to be the one walking away with the record at the end of the day. Um, so his best total is one kilogram off the world record, which is 99.89%. Let's round it and say 99.9% of the, uh, the world record total. And so he doesn't, like, like some of the other lifters, he doesn't need to hit a phenomenal total I mean, 880 is a phenomenal total, um, but he, he doesn't need to hit a PR total to be in the middle of the pack, you know? And so, although I think that, like Eric said, he bombed at Euros on his squat, and I think we're actually probably going to see a little bit of a dip in his squat because probably he's going to play it a little more conservatively than he has in the past. And so, even if he's losing a few kilos off his total there, maybe gaining a couple on his bench press, um, I haven't seen very much of his deadlift, but let's say his deadlift is around about the same. And so maybe he finishes with an 870, like something, if, even if he finished with something in that range, that would possibly still get him in the sort of three to six, four to six range, sort of depending what everybody else ends up doing on the day. And so although like on paper, there's a lot of people who are sort of floating around 99, 100%, I think a lot of these people are going to be shooting at world records and taking some some big jumps. And I, I, I just don't see that from Emil. And so I think, the consistency, which he didn't show at Euros, but like actually making attempts this time may may make the difference for him. I seen him pull 320, but I seen him, which is lower than his personal best, but it wasn't overly crazy work. But I also see him squat 270, which is well below where, where you would anticipate. Um, so I, I wasn't sure what that was. Um, and you never want to read too much into, but that is well below what you would anticipate from him. He said 307.5 and the squat didn't look easy. Uh, so Tori, what are we looking at? Yeah. I kind of predicted him towards the bottom of the pack here because of the squat issue at Europeans. And I also noticed that uh, 270 was kind of slow for him. So yeah. I assume he's just going to try to go, three for three on squats, hit depth, and then go for that bench world record. Um, but he he is going to have to fight Keiko for that. So if he ends up missing there, then that's like that's a huge loss on the total. And then I also haven't seen any huge pulls from him either, like close to what he's done in the past. So I don't think he will come close to the world record total, but... Um, if he does get the bench record, then that's going to set him up. I mean, then he's going to make money there. So maybe that's his, it would make the most sense for him to push on the bench to make money. Um, if he is projected at the bottom of the pack. Jonathan Keiko, so long, the reigning 93 kilo King 
unseated at the world championships and it lit a fire under him. His training has gone very well. Keiko coming in, renewing his battle against Gavin Aiden that pushed him right to the brink to the very last day lift at the USAPL Nats 2021. Going through Keiko's lifts, 305, his best squat, 331 is the world record. 242.5 is his best bench, but didn't do that at an international level. So his 238.5 is the world record. Obviously, he's capable of taking that. 347.5 is his best deadlift. Again, Chance Mitchell's 373.5, well ahead of that. Heiko has hit 892.5, but the world record is 878.5. Keiko having hit that 892.5 at a local meet also in 2021. Again, somebody else who had pre- left their previous best in 2021, but will he best that finally in 2023? Rory, what are we looking at? Kaiko's training looks phenomenal at the moment. Um, in particular, his squat, I think, probably is looking the best we have ever seen it. Um, the best squat that I could find on his Instagram was a 300-kilo squat. of His best 305 in, in competition it was a 300-kilo mm-hmm. squat, and it was really clean. Um, so I'm expecting squat PR. Uh, I'm expecting him to be in the right range for his bench press, though I don't know if it's tracking for a big PR. Like uh, he has done a 242.5, and like I, although his bench press looks good, I don't know if it looks a lot better than that. Like it's going to be in, a, in about that range, I think. Um, and I haven't seen too much out of his deadlift, except I did see one decent 340, which is again very close to his PR of 347.5. Um, on top of that, Kaiko is really good at making attempts, right? Um, it, it seems like on competition day, he has almost no ego, right? If he doesn't have the squat that he has had previously, he doesn't even try it. He just takes what he does have on the day. And a lot of the time, his it seems like his intuition for that is, is basically spot on, right? We saw three or four nine for nine performances from him in a row. And then the, the, the combo breaker was a still an eight for nine day. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a bad day by any stretch of the imagination. So I think we're going to see Kaiko right in the top. Um, Eric. Yeah, I, I got to echo that. I mean, um, Kaiko's fired up and he's showing all his cards. Right. He's um, he, he wasn't able to win worlds and he is. I think the, the, the strongest thing to show when if you're really confident is every single day on training day. And he does that. You know, he's got a, uh, a 340 pull that he posted up that wasn't at a 10 RPE a couple weeks back. He's got, you know, uh, o- over 500 pound bench that he's posted. Wasn't at a 10 RPE. He's got the 300 kilo squat that Rory mentioned. Um, I think we're going to see the return of Mr. Perfect with only one caveat. And that caveat is that it, his lot number is going to determine, I think, whether or not he takes the bench press record home. Does he get, Does he have to go first or not? Because the smart money is, you know, chip it, right? And then because he's in these huge money payout slots, the difference between first and second and third is a lot of money. Like the difference between 10th and 9th is 250 euros. The difference between 2nd and 3rd is 5,000 pounds. <laughs> excuse me, pounds. So 
I think if he's in the mix in the top three and he's not, and it's interesting because he's not going to, there's a somewhat of an advantage of not being a really strong deadlifter because he's going to be pulling earlier. So he's not going to be like trying to put something on to beat a really huge deadlifter to try to place higher. But, you know, like, let's say it's, let's say it's, you know, him and Taylor and, uh, and, and Jesus all battling for the top three spot. He's obviously going to pull before Jesus. So he's going to put something on the bar that he thinks is, 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 is like the best he can do. So I don't think he's going to be in a position where he has to try to pull for something that's out of reach. And then he's stuck and he drops down to placing. It's really a question of how good is everyone else going to do? But I would expect Keiko to be in the top three. And I think he's going to get a total that is close to 900. Tori. So I think out of everyone on this list, Keiko has given the most like concrete evidence so far with what he's posted on social media and even his meat history that like his his training like he looks like he has made the most progress coming into this and he looks very strong like convincingly strong and with what he's shown he's like convinced me that he is the one to push taylor or he's the one to like win this whole thing um so maybe he won't be going for the bench record maybe he will just be depending on what emil does like maybe he just and the lot number, he just lets him walk away with that record and not fight for it. Because, I mean, if he can go nine for nine, which he's shown us that he can, like, and he can win this whole thing overall, that's a hell of a lot more money than a single lift, you know? Quick question for all of you. Over or under 900 kilos, Rory, go first. Or I know. Eric? Under, but real close. Yeah. Sorry. Also under, but really close. Moving on to the 105s. And um, this is a bit of a, a rocky story with a late replacement underdog with a local athlete. That is exactly what the rocky story is. Um, so with Chance Mitchell leaving, Abdul Majid Suleiman, aka Mo, enters. And uh, he's a British lifter. He took a bronze medal at the world championships, obviously world-class, not unaccustomed to international judging. And he's going to have the favorability of no travel, same time zone. So there's a lot of things working in Mo's favor. Let's see how he stacks up numbers wise in the squats. His PR is 325. Now this is Anatoly. We're talking about holding the record. So it's 360 kilos. He's not going to get close to Anatoly's record. Renee Kaki holds the record in the bench press, 233.5 kilos. That's a big bench press. Mo has hit 207.5. Deadlift is really where he's a little bit closer here. Mo has hit 372.5, the deadlift world record by Mr. Deadlift himself. Christoph Verzbecki of Poland with 390.5. Eric can tell you about Christoph. He's battled him, handling him previously. Um, and that's when he won the world championships with Bryce Lewis in 2018. Overall, Mo's best 897.5, the overall world record by Anatoly Novopismani, 937.5. But if you're a Mo fan, a lot of people think he hasn't really put it all together with his full potential. I seen him in the gym and he's doubled 360 on deadlift. Um, 
he's capable of more than a 900 kilo total. He hasn't put it all together. And this could be, if ever you're going to on home soil in the biggest competition, you just get let in. Oh, and by the way, yes, he's a late replacement. He was peaking for British nationals and would have just competed a week earlier. So it's not like he's coming in here out of shape. He's fully peaked. He just adjusted his taper slightly. So this is not a major, you know, a major changeup for him. Somebody coming in. Tori, what do you think about this? So his training has been looking phenomenal. So I think that he is going to put on like one of his best performances yet. And he has the home soil advantage. And I don't think any of these other guys, like none of, he's the only male, male from, yeah. yeah. So that's a huge advantage. <laughs> and also like he has already been getting ready for um, British nationals. So he's shown all his cards like we know how strong he is so just had to i guess it just comes down to how well he can gets readjust his peak and like come into this as strong as he ever has been because that's what it looks like is going to happen i don't think he's gonna break any any records here or like get into the top three he's probably going to be pretty close to the bottom but i think it's going to be exciting to see him perform and like put on his best performance it's a re it's a redo of the world championships and look at if he goes nine for nine and it's a bloodbath like eric thinks it might be eric what do you think what are his chances it's it's, it's tough because i have not really looked much at um his training uh i haven't done any well i haven't really done any true scouting for the uh for for the men's side of chef because i'm not coaching anybody there but I haven't been following him enough to really know. So I, I'm basically just going off of like, what are his past lift performances? I think it's awesome he's there. Um, I would expect based on what other people are saying about his training and the fact that he is already prepping for a cop that we could potentially see one of his best days. So over 900. Um, and, but, but yeah, I mean, for him and probably all of the 105s, these individual lift records are just probably a bridge too far. So I think it's going to be an interesting little 105 battle where they're more so just having a proper powerlifting meet. Um, but I do think that kind of relegates him and the rest of the 105s to towards the bottom where we're looking at them all placing between 7 to 12. But it'll be cool. Don't don't get me wrong. Rory, I'd like to get your thoughts and, and possibly how him not knowing he was in Sheffield until... <laughs> just a couple days ago might actually be an advantage peaking for British nationals, not overdoing it, not a lot of pressure on himself, not having to sustain that. And some of these people are really pushing hard because Sheffield's around the corner, obviously world records and they're pushing for these world records. And he was able to just prep like he's prepping for the British nationals. Now at the end, he finds out he's at Sheffield. Is that an advantage? Is that a disadvantage? And what do you think is going to happen here? Like there's a few things on both sides of the uh, sort of pro con column, right? On one hand, it's meant that his prep has probably been less stressful, full of less pressure than it would have been for a lot of these other lifters, right? Like he's prepping for what he believes is nationals. Um, of course, I suspect he was probably told that he was going to be the first wildcard reserve like some time ago. And so he's had in the chamber, I might be going to Sheffield if somebody else pulls out, um, which probably puts you in quite a weird position, right? As he's sitting there crossing his fingers, hoping somebody hurts themselves. Like that would be like a, kind of an uncomfortable thought, right? Um, but so he's probably had in the chamber, I might be going to Sheffield, but I'm probably doing British nationals. 
Um, he is, of course, on home soil. That's nice. Uh, he doesn't have to travel particularly far. Like uh, Evie and Carlina, I think, are tra- having like 40-hour travel times. I was going to say travel days, but that's like multiple days of travel at this point. Um, so, like, those things are nice. On the other hand, his best total is 95.73% of the world record total, um, even to be sort of, even if he wanted to come sort of seventh or eighth, he would need to put up quite a decent PR total. Um, so kind of like Eric said, I, I don't think he is going to place well. I think he is going to be between 10th and 12th. I think it's cool he's there. I'm looking forward to watching him lift. Um, but And I think he's going to do what for him is going to be a really good performance. I just don't think it's going to be a, the kind of performance that is going to win him a lot of money at Sheffield. And, oh, and yeah. I thought his uh, 360 deadlift in training wasn't locked out. Oh, throw that guy. You know what? Um, <laughs> there might have been a little down up as well on the second one, but uh, the strength. Rory. <laughs> well, he's got an extra week of taper. You know, the taper. Got <laughs> that that may not be benef- that may not be beneficial. It depends. Sort of depends how hard he peaks and how hard he tapers. Normally, anyway, like it, right. a lot of a lot of lifters will have, particularly lifters who are quite experienced, will have a reasonably fine tuned taper. Right? They'll know I need to hit my heaviest squat, or I want to hit my heaviest squat, sort of eight, ten, eight or ten days out, um, and probably don't have data for what happens if I hit my heaviest squat seventeen days out or something instead. Um, and so I believe what he did was he was already tapering into British nationals when he found out, went into the gym, hit another hard SPD session sort of unexpectedly, and then started tapering again from there. And like it's, it starts throwing a bit of a spanner into the works as far as what have we done before? What do we know worked in the past? Because like now we're just in uncharted territory and we're kind of kind of guessing what's going to work and what's not. Yeah, and maybe it works and he does it every other time after this. Tori? Oh, like maybe it goes great, but... <laughs> Did I already ask you about Mo? Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Michael Davis. We'll move up the one 105s from bronze all the way to gold uh, based off the world standing. So Michael Davis took a silver medal at the world championships, coming in with a 330 kilo squat. Again, 360 is the world record. 220 bench, 233.5 is the world record. And then the deadlifts, a 365 kilo deadlift, 390.5 by Christoph Verzbecki is the world record total PR. Um, hang on a second. Here. I got 899.5. That's not right. Hang on. I that think I got that. I've got a uh, nine, nine fifteen. Thank you. And uh, again, the world record nine thirty seven point five. Um, Rory, what are you thinking here? What do you expect from Michael Davis? His training has gone well, historically speaking, if he can get that last deadlift and that's what cost him at the world championships, he's pacing great. And then the deadlifts got him. I am struggling to figure out what to think of this one, but I'm suspecting uh, in the bottom half. And the reason that I'm thinking that is his training squats are looking pretty solid. Um, I think he's hiding some stuff for us for bench press. The consistency with which he's hitting 220 kilogram bench press and posting it on Instagram every single week. I actually <laughs> think what he's posting is his last warm up, um, And I, I think he's hitting another single heavier than that. Um, so, sorry, what was the world record... Uh, Bench press? 233.5. Uh, 233.5, right. So if that is correct, which it might not be, I'm sort of inferring quite a lot here, um, it's possible that he is pacing for a, a shot at the world record bench press. Um, you know, like if he's hitting 220 and then regularly hitting a 227 or maybe a 230, like that that could be uh, in the mix. 
his deadlift training does not look good. Um, he's missed attempts before have, having soft knees. The 360 that he posted not too long ago had soft knees. Um, he has not fixed this problem. I, I, I don't think he's going to be able to get his last deadlift. I yeah. So I and I think that that is going to cost him. So I'm I'm picking sort of like a sixth, seventh, eighth kind of placing. Um, squats looking good, bench looking good, deadlift just like not doesn't look like it's holding together. Um, so just to be clear, do you have him above Mo in terms of total in a head? I have him. Ab- I, I do have him above Mo. Yes. Okay. And do, what what total do you think he gets? Maybe a little bit down on his PR total. Maybe nine ten. It's the deadlifts that's a little bit inconsistent for Michael. And if he can get a monster deadlift on the day and is inspired, um, he, he or- needs that. He needs to actually get that deadlift. Um, but I, I don't think he's showing that he can at the moment. Rory, what do you think? Uh, yeah. So, like Rory said, I I don't think we're gonna see him in the top there for like top three. Like he's probably gonna be in the bottom of the pack, but. Uh, he's 100% going for that bench world record. He posted um, a 227 and a half bench um, beginning of February, and it was pretty fast. Like, it looks like he could have put, like, five to seven and a half kilos on that. So, like, that's the record. So that's his to take, and that's where he's going to take money. So he should just go for that. And then, like you said, play it. His deadlift training doesn't look like it's been amazing and historically like with the drop deadlifts it would probably be smart for him to just take the take the win take the money on the bench and then go three for three on both squat and deadlift and just try to total like his best total digesting this eric if he doesn't get a squat pr but he's around what he did before 330 and let's say the deadlifts he's around even if his deadlift goes down a little bit, he's hit 365. So a little over, so that's 805 and four pounds. But let's say his deadlift goes a little bit down. But his bench press, if his previous personal best bench press is 220 and he does take the world record, that's 233.5. So he's around 234. What does that do for his total if it was 915? What did we have the squat at? Oh, yeah. 330 is his previous personal yeah. best. I mean, we're, we're guessing on where it might be, but... Eric, I'm wondering, even if his deadlift stays or slightly goes down, if his bench goes up that much, what is his total going to be? What do you think? So I actually did not see that 327, so that was new information. Um, so I, as as Tori was talking, I kind of updated my thoughts a little bit. Um, so I think there's a good chance that he will either go for the world record and get stuck with a second on the bench or miss his third deadlift. So I think what we're looking at is this maybe slight improvement on his total. Um, Cause I mean, if he has a great day and, and he's able to nail his knees, I'm, I'm a little more positive on his deadlift. Like if you look at that deadlift video of 360, he's soft for a second and then he locks him out and then he holds it for a long time. Like he, it's clear from watching the video that he is working on trying to make his knees locked. It's not something he's just kind of la 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 pretending it is not an issue. So it's actively being addressed. This is a big deal, this comp. Um, so I don't, I'm not quite as pessimistic as Rory about the deadlift, but I think it's, of course, it's something he's working on, which means it's a problem, right? So I think odds are, 
either he doesn't get the world record uh, bench or he misses his deadlift. And we're looking at probably like a 920 total and he's placing around seven to ninth. Here's the thing. The swing on Michael Davis, if he goes for the bench record because he's close enough, and this is where the things turn into a bloodbath, he's close enough, but it's a little bit out of reach. So he misses and loses kilos on the bench. And then if he misses his third deadlift, now he's quite a ways back. So from 9.15, I think Mo is probably going to tip over into the 9.05, 9.10 range. Look, at if he's 17 and a half kilos over Mo right now, that is not a lot when you're around 900 kilo range. And these fellas can, Mo's final deadlift, oftentimes he's pulling for big, big positioning, um, but he's got a monster deadlift on him. If Mo hits his third deadlift and chooses the weight appropriately, and if Michael had missed his third deadlift and third bench, they'll toll, the door definitely swings open. These 105s are close enough. That's why Mo's here. Mo is in striking distance. Don't kid, don't let's not kid ourselves. And Mo's training has been going fantastic. Now, if Michael Davis grabs that bench world record and Michael Davis hits three for three on the deadlifts, now we're talking a PR total and we're talking around the 920 range, 920 and up. However, in order in some days, that might beat Emil Norling. And this is a mm-hmm. beautiful segue for Emil Norling. But Emil Norling about a month out from Sheffield, posted up a 928.5 kilo total. He had a 342.5 squat, records 360, 211 bench, records 233.5, and a 373.5 deadlift, records 390.5. Now, overall, the world record total is 937.5. Emil at 928.5 is within 10 kilos of the world record total. Not without reason that he could put that on, especially when inspired. It's the it's Sheffield champion of champions. It's not without reason he could put on less than 10 kilos and pull it off. How much more in terms of the placings? We'll go around the table and ask you guys. And uh, if Michael I, Davis is, sorry, go ahead. I've got Emil Norling's best deadlift at 380. Oh, is it 380? I have it at 380. Okay, let me update that. Thank you very much, sir. Um, look at Emil Norling. If if Michael Davis has a on off deadlift, Emil Norling's won world titles, European titles, and pull off massive upsets with his third deadlift. I mean, he was won junior worlds with it. He's won open worlds with it. He's won the Europeans against Nova uh, Anatoly Novopismani. I mean, his final deadlift. He lives and dives by it, and he has won many a battle. He's the miracle man. He's well behind, loads up on the last deadlift and goes all in and takes it. Um, Eric, what do you think about this? Yeah, he's looking good, you know, and, and uh, talking about showing your cards, doing an SBD day and, uh, and, and, and posting that up. I think that's, he's confident. Um, he is the miracle man. Like you said, I suspect, I mean, I don't think he's going for any of the individual lift records, right? Um, but I do think he's in a position where if he builds a really good total, he could be around fifth place with a 930-ish, uh, you know, total, which would be really good. And um, once you get into the top five, you're making some good money. And that's where I have him. It's just maybe just in or just outside of the top five. Tori, can the miracle yeah. man mm. pull it off? I agree with Eric. I had him kind of slotted in top four to five. Um if he can match this performance, I don't think he's going to exceed it just because of 
travel and all that stuff. Um, and the meet that he did put up these numbers at, those were like limit lifts. <laughs> so we do know Agreed. that he can like he can grind a pull. Like he's a great deadlifter. So um, I see no issues with him going nine for nine because like there's no individual records that he needs to be going for here like that he can that are really in reach here so just building his total basically like matching this performance would put him in a good spot to make a lot of money so um i think that's what he's gonna do rory he is dependent on his final deadlift in so many key battles right up to the world championships whether he's battling the best lifter of 2021 world championships in 2021 euros and he's pulled it off his faith in his final deadlift has got to be high. That's why they call him the miracle man. How many times it's it's out of reach. He's lost. It's not going to happen. He loads up on his final deadlift and oh my God, he pulls it off. Is that faith in the final deadlift possibly going to get him into trouble when he looks at the placings and says, I could double my money by just a couple more kilos on that deadlift? Yeah, maybe, because this is a really uniquely structured meet, right? Like typically when he's in this sort of uh, the the pits of the third act and he needs to pull something together to, uh, to you know, o- overcome, he's it's a 1v1 or maybe three people going head to head. In this case, it's, it's not really like that. And you're not going head to head with people. You're battling on percentages as opposed to on kilograms. And so sometimes that means that people may... Possibly not in his case because he's got an enormous deadlift, but it, it means that you don't necessarily have the same visibility. Um, like, say, if he's trying to pull ahead of Jesus Olivares, Jesus is going to probably be pulling after him, despite the fact that he is, can pull 380. And so that means he's not in this position that he's often in, where he comes in last, knows exactly, oh, sorry, coming in last to deadlift, knows exactly what he needs to put on the bar, exactly puts it on the bar. And then picks it up. I, I say and picks it up like that's the easy bit. Um, <laughs> and, and in this case, he's not going to be in that position, right? Like if he's trying to pull from fourth into second or something, and he's trying to pull ahead of Jesus Olivares, Jesus is probably going to be deadlifting potentially something in the low 400s. And he's just not going to have visibility, which means he needs to go, what can I deadlift? And as a percentage is that enough to push Jesus to a point that he is not going to be able to do it anymore? And that becomes a much harder thing to grapple with than just what do I need to pick up? Okay, I'm going to put it on the bar. One thing that may have a small impact on that is who he's bringing as his personal coach. And I don't know because if he's bringing, uh, say, the Swedish team coaches, they are very, very good. Um, And there is a good chance that they're going to make whatever the right call is in that situation. If he's not, and if he's bringing somebody else, we don't know who that person is. Are they good at this or not? Are they tested or not? Are they going to be able to do the math quickly and accurately under a stressful situation where there's potentially, you know, uh, thousands or even in some cases more than 10,000 pounds on the line? Uh, We don't know because we don't know who that person is. Do you think his final poll is going to be for the world record total? No. Or possibly just the world record deadlift to try to try to grab some money. Look at if we're looking at all the other disciplines, if he's going to grab some cash, and this is where temptation gets you. His best is three eighty. The best deadlift all time three ninety point five. 
does he tell himself, let me go for this money? I think the only time where that happens is if he balls it up earlier in the day and he is off pace for a high, high overall placing. You know, if he's coming into deadlifts and he's sitting eighth because he maybe missed a squat or maybe missed two squats and he's just like way off the mark, maybe they come into deadlifts and they go, look, fuck it. We're, we're off the money anyway. Like, let's put it on the bar and see what happens. If he's in a situation where that doesn't happen, he's five or maybe six for six. He's pacing well for like finishing around a 930 total. I, I don't think so. I think in that case, he deadlifts what he's thinks he's good for ignoring what the world record is and just gets the biggest total that he can in the moment. In 930, below the world record, um, which held by Anatoly, 937.5. So because he's seven and a half kilos below the world record, where do you think that's going to leave him? Again, it depends if you think you're going to see a bloodbath or you're going to see a bunch of world records. Yeah, so that that would so his best total is ninety nine point oh four percent, and if he finishes say around a nine thirty, that gives him like you know low ninety nines, ninety nine point one something like that. Um, and so I think in that case, he's probably looking for a fourth, fifth, sixth kind of kind of placing. Um, but but it does very much depend what everybody else does. Well said. Let's move on to the final lifter in the men's division, Jesus mm-hmm. Oliveris. Um, Look at Jesus Oliveras has been absolutely killing it in training. I think we've all seen monster squat, monster deadlift, um, and, and even a big bench press. His squat PR as it stands now, 450. The record by Ray Williams, 477.5 kilos, which is insane. The bench press PR, I mean, it's 291 by Ilias. There's no way he's going to get that. His best bench is 260. But the deadlifts, he's hit 402.5. Ray Williams has hit... 398.5. So he's got some records he could definitely hit, potentially squat, potentially deadlift. And the overall record, 1105 by Ray Williams and Jesus is at 1110. Am I right on that? Or is he, am I right on those numbers there? Because did Ray hit heavier domestically? Well, it's not the world record. So. Yeah, I, uh, that, I was just uh, I remember Ray, a heavier by Ray, and I think it was yeah. Just he, he's done 11, 12 and a half in a local meet, I think. That's right, domestically. So okay, and um, but also I just want to add this note here: Dan Bell's all-time record, meaning untested in sleeves, is eleven twenty-seven point five. Just to give you guys a barometer, how close Jesus Oliveras is to making history. It tested, untested, all time, regardless. He might be the strongest powerlifter we've ever seen come Sheffield. Um, Tori, what are your thoughts? So I don't think that he is going to do it at this meet. I think um, international travel is a huge factor for like the heavier the lifter gets. Um food and like being comfortable and recovery and all that stuff I think like we haven't seen him perform well internationally previously so that's kind of what I'm going off of his best performances have been like local and I think that's where we're gonna see him make history is at a a local meet somewhere in Texas um his squats as well in South Africa were um I think he like missed depth and then missed, yeah, missed depth and then also just on strength. So 
Um, I can't see him. I'm also putting him like below top five, but I think it would be smart for him to just, I mean, this isn't what he's going to do though. He's going to go all out and I think he's going to miss lifts and then he's going to be slotted near the bottom, like eighth to 12th here. Although we like, I have seen his best training cycle yet. So Rory's nodding his head. I'm going to go to Rory first. Rory, what do you think? Look, I largely agree. Um, there's definitely been some great lifts in his training. Like he did a 415 kilogram squat triple, uh, bench 250 for a triple. Um, and like those, if he was competing locally and, uh, you know, was possibly under less pressure, I think those would set him up really well for a good day. Um, but like Tori says, he hasn't shown that he can perform like at the highest level internationally. Um He's talking a really big game. He's talking like he's going to be the one to dethrone Taylor Atwood. And that makes me think that he is going to make less than stellar decisions on the day. Um, if he wanted to be the one to dethrone Taylor Atwood, and if Taylor was even approaching the eight the 830 mark, he would need to be totaling 1172. Right. He would need to be hitting a 62 kilogram total PR after traveling halfway around, you know, one third of the way around the world after sitting in an aeroplane for that long, after eating who knows what food, sleeping God knows where, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just don't see that happening. Um, like, I think what is most likely is that he goes maybe two for three on squats. Um, I think his bench press is pacing really well. Potentially, he hits a small PR bench press, like maybe a 265 or something like that. Um, and then he has done a 402.5 deadlift, I think. Um, but the 400 that I saw in training just like, had soft knees which is one of the exact same things that he got red lights for from me actually um at at worlds last year right so like uh, again i just like tori i i think he's gonna miss lifts like i'm i'm guessing like a six for nine day um and i think that's gonna put him off the money eric this is what i want you to do for me kind sir <laughs> yes deal man case why Jesus Oliveris is going to do the opposite of what they just said. And he's going to have a phenomenal day for me. Well, let me tell you what, I actually don't even need the steel man. I'll give you my honest opinion. Uh, and I do have the dissenting opinion. His 410 that he pulled did have soft knees. Now it is a different angle. It's from the front, but the 400 he pulled more recently, I thought looked good. Um, that was literally just one day ago that he posted that. Um, it is a different camera angle, but to me, it looked solid. Now we're in an interesting position here because he's not going to be going for the, the, the individual lift records on the squat or the bench. I just don't think he's, he's close enough. Right. Um, but he is on the deadlift and he doesn't need much more. He, I mean, he doesn't need 400 to break it. He needs, you know, 399. Right. So I think he's probably good for that. So he's in the awkward position where if he has a good day, and I think he might, I really do, where he goes something like 450, 260, has a good subtotal. If he can do what he did just a day ago, in my opinion, I don't think that was soft knees. Again, not a great camera angle, but it looked a lot better than the 410. He's totaling 1109, getting the, the, the deadlift record, but that 1109 might not be enough to beat Taylor or Jonathan. So, so what do you do? 
do you pull 399 on your second and then try to put with left on the third? And you're pulling like, can, can someone pull 400 like basically twice? I mean, that sounds... That's really it, awkward, right? Earlier when I said sometimes you have to make a choice between the, the total and the record, like that's exactly that situation, right? And, and the thing is, if he was in fifth or sixth, it wouldn't be a choice, right? You go for the, the, the individual lift. But if he's pulling for for going from second to first, it's not it's it's not five grand. It's twelve and a half grand. So it is a really challenging position. I actually don't envy his third deadlift decision if he has a good day, because he has to weigh up whether he wants to go for a for sure five k, but maybe be stuck in second or third, or pull for the win, and maybe be getting another 12,000 pounds, you know? So it is, it's difficult. It's close to 15K it US. Difficult. That's 15K US. That's a big, that's a very difficult break. This is seriously in fact, gambling. It's, it's more than 15K US because if he ends up in that situation, that third deadlift is both the deadlift world record and yeah. the bump up. So yeah. it becomes... It's it becomes like potentially 17,500 pounds on one riding on one deadlift, which is close to $20,000 us $20,000 decision in 60 seconds. Your handler, you, this is fucking, oh my God, this is good television, but yeah. And so I already stated what I thought about Taylor. I think, um, I, I, my intuition is that he's beat up and I think he's probably going to go in and try to like, just break the world record by a little bit. I think your top three are going to be Keiko, Jesus, and Taylor. Um, and I don't think Taylor's going to win. Um, I think Taylor's going to break, try to break the deadlift world record, and 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 that'll put him probably right around 790-ish or something like that. Um, like I said, this, this is not a super evidence-informed opinion, which is not the Eric Helm style, but I just feel like we'd be seeing more from Taylor, and we're not. So my, my feeling is, is he maybe he's a little more beat up than we think. So it puts Jesus in this tough spot where if he has a good day, he's making a $20,000 decision. You're right. Um, and I don't, I just don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be very interesting. But that's my prediction on the top three is in no, no particular order, Jonathan, Jesus, and Taylor. Tori, your prediction on the top three, do you have them? Yep. Uh, I have Taylor, Keiko, and Coyota. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, he could he could freaking do it <laughs> based off of today's performance. That totally mm. changes, Rory. In no particular order, Kaiko, Atwood, Aiden. Mm. Yeah, and also that can happen. Let me just say, who this is what would happen if everybody shows up and hits their previous personal best in each of the three lifts. Okay, not their previous best total, but you take their previous best lifts, period. It would be Taylor Atwood, Jonathan Keiko, and then Jesus Oliveras, followed by Gavin Aiden and Emil Krastev for your six. Number seven, Emil Norling, number eight. Did you Norling. mean Emil Norling, not Emil Krastev? Um, Krastev six, Emil Norling seven, sorry. Gotcha. Okay, uh, then Delaney, Michael Davis, and Kyoto coming in 10th, but this was put together before Kyoto pieced together that world record total. So there'd be a slight shakeup. I'm reading this off of powerlifting data, um, the Instagram, Insta only posts they have. So 
they're they took Kyoto's old total of 685. They hadn't seen his 712 and a half. And that'll do it. Listen, um, whatever platform you're listening to, please do subscribe, give us high ratings, and make sure you tune in for the women's preview show. Thank you for thank you for checking in. Six pack lap at six up, and we are out.